First and foremost, what the fuck is up? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? What's good? I'm trying to figure out my little microphone sitch right now. Hang on. Okay. Um. Whoa. Lots of life updates here. So, um. Oh wait. And I should probably introduce everybody to the freaking podcast. Hi, everybody. My name is Max Chase Smith. I am the host of this little podcast where I sit here and I talk about my life and I talk about things that I'm learning and we call it Gremlin Talk. And that's that's what's going on today. Today is Wednesday, December fourteenth, and I actually meant to record this podcast yesterday. Then I got a little sidetracked with CrossFit and a coaching client, so I did not. And so I'm recording it today, and we're posting it today, and we're just really winging life in this moment. The last time I recorded this podcast was when I was in Phoenix, in between visiting my new boyfriend in North Carolina and moving in with my new boyfriend in North Carolina. This is officially the first episode of the pod in North Carolina. Welcome, everybody. Uh, We are a bit outside of Asheville. It is currently kind of sprinkling, which as a child of the desert, I find super weird. And I would also like it noted that tomorrow is December 15th. And December 15th is your girl's birthday. I'm going to be 24 years old uh, Thursday, December 15th. It's going to be a great fucking day. And let me tell you why. Actually, let's go back and let me tell you why this is going to be better. Or let's go back to my 23rd birthday. Okay, let me just set the stage. If you've been listening to this podcast since it began in June, you remember there was a time of my life when I worked a regular job. I worked a nine to five. I went to a lab every day. I sat in an office. I lived a fucking normal life. Also, I don't know why I am cussing so much today, but it's just like I'm feeling it. I'll try to stop. It's too much. So little normie me, I used to go in to my job at my research lab and uh th- yeah that that was literally my 23rd birthday just a regular old day at work a day at work i think maybe we went out we went out to the the fish market in malibu for lunch uh my group helped celebrate my 23rd it's just like a weird concept i think turning 23 in a corporate america environment i i mean not a weird concept because obviously there are many of us who turned 23 while working corporate jobs but now that i'm not working corporate job i'm kind of like I don't know if anybody should be working a corporate job in their 20s. Like, you've literally so much time to get your life together, you know? Part of this has very much been... What's the word I'm looking for? Expounded? Impounded? Expounded? Um, By dating someone who is a couple years older because he's in, like, the corporate America phase of his life now and he kind of just, like, did whatever in his 20s. And I'm like dude, you did it right. Like you did it right. And I was doing it wrong. And that's, <laughs> that's why we're being chaotic now. Also, side note, Max last night was like, hey, did you see they introduced a bill to ban TikTok? And I was like, no. And he's like, you're going to need a new job. <laughs> Honestly, I think my life would be better without TikTok. I'm not going to lie. TikTok is, it's a lot of anxiety for very little reward, I would say. Like, 
Um, I guess we can very briefly talk a little bit about my background in social media, but uh, basically like the first platform I was ever like a quote unquote influencer on was TikTok. Like literally if people ask what I do, I describe myself as a TikToker. I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to say content creator. I I've been saying sometimes like, oh yeah, I do social media and people are like, oh, like for a brand. I'm like, no, for myself. And they're like, oh, so you're an influencer. And I'm like, I hate that word. But yeah, yeah, that is technically what I am. I just, I really feel like the word influencer does not cover the breadth and width and depth of what I do, you know, on, on the socials. Regardless, we have yet again strayed so far off topic as per usual. So tomorrow is my 24th birthday and I, I love my birthday. I love birthdays. And it's not that I like being the center of attention, although I don't mind being the center of attention. It's, it's a, a weird thing about me. And I didn't realize I was an introvert until I was like 18. So if you're an introvert and you know it, then this will make sense. I didn't have a birthday party between the ages of like 12, 13, and 21. Like I literally didn't have a birthday party. I didn't want to have a birthday party. I didn't want to invite all these people to come to this place and be here at this time and worry about who I have to invite and worry about who doesn't show up and like uh, me having to socialize with all these people. Like, no, it's not how I want to spend my birthday. So last year's birthday, uh, I did this thing where I put together a 23 mile run and I had all my friends come help out. And I've done birthday runs in the past, but I haven't done birthday runs where I like turned it into a thing. And basically what I did was I created a spreadsheet of, um, so I did 23 miles on the Backbone Trail, which is a 62 mile trail. It runs the length of Malibu. Honestly, if I were in California this year for my birthday, that's probably what I would be doing running the whole Backbone Trail, but I'm not, I'm in fucking North Carolina. So um, I created the spreadsheet. I picked a trailhead to start at. I picked a trailhead to end at. I plotted points along the way where people could provide aid. I estimated my arrival times at the aid stations. I estimated what I would need. And it was really great. All my really close friends came. They helped out. Uh, I had friends pace me for a little bit. I got to meet some strangers who were just on backbone. I started talking about childhood trauma with this random guy from Alabama who was visiting his family in Malibu like it was a super weird day and also like the best day ever uh of course the guy I was seeing at the time kind of ruined it at the end but you know it's not a birthday if you're not crying over a toxic guy who is hurting you am I right ladies (laughs) so um needless to say this year is gonna be quite different um well so I'm currently avoiding packing Max and I are flying to Bozeman today uh so birthday's tomorrow Max has a company holiday party on Friday so his company is actually headquartered in Bozeman which is just incredibly random because I have like all these fun connections to Bozeman uh my best friend Kira she was my freshman roommate if you're in college and you have a roommate that you can't stand I can't relate because I had Kira basically how Kira and I became roommates was I we we did not know each other I was not on any like U of A incoming freshman facer groups or anything um essentially housing day came around I just picked a room in Apache Santa Cruz (laughs) and the girl that also picked my room sent me a message and was like 
hey, I'm so sorry. I was trying to get into a room with my friend. Would you mind if we all swapped? So you would be the girl she picked and we could be together. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like whatever. So Kira and I, I don't even know if we messaged before we like moved in together. Literally move in day comes around. I walk into the dorm. She's not in there, but all of her like supplements are on her desk. (laughs) She's a bodybuilder. For those of you not familiar with the Kira wallet. Oh fuck. Jesus. Sorry. I just dropped my mic. My God. I'm going to blow your eardrums out. If you're not familiar with the Kira Wallace show. She is a bodybuilder. And so I walked in, I saw all her supplements. I was like, huh, this girl seems intense. And then I met her and I was like, oh my God, I love this girl. Like, you know, those people where you meet them and you just instantly click and you're like, that person is supposed to be in my life. Kira was like the very first person I've ever melt that at melt I've ever met that I felt that way for. I met Kira and it was just like instantly soul sister. Um, I literally referred to her as one of my platonic soulmates. She ended up leaving the University of Arizona after the first semester because she was an opera major. So like a vocal performance major in opera and she had an opera scholarship, um, ended up hating the opera program at UVA, which makes sense because I imagine it's a lot of weirdos in there and she's not a weirdo. Kira is to opera performance what I am to engineering, you know, like I've been told by recruiters that I'm going to have no problem finding a job again when I want to because I have a a good personality and, you know, the bar is kind of in hell with some of those engineering dudes like the the older, you know, a male dominated industry, um, especially in the like research and development space. A lot of weirdos, not going to lie. So I just instantly connected with Kira, um, loved her. Literally, if I came home to the dorm and she wasn't home, I was sad and she would do the same. Like we'd literally text each other, when are you coming home? And we were both super busy because opera, you're learning like six languages and engineering. I was just out like crying over gen chem. Kira leaves the university after the first semester and I'm just sad, literally so sad. I join a sorority. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast. So I was in a sorority. I was in 80 Pi, Diamond is Forever, or in my case, one semester. I did not live, laugh, love being in a sorority, which probably makes sense considering I'm an introvert. (laughs) It was like, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I met girls in my sorority that I really liked one-on-one, but I hated going to chapter. I hated when... You know, like the executive board would be like screaming at everybody to shut up. Everyone's like so loud. I just, it was like, it was so, you're just like really exposed to the general population in a sorority, you know, and it was too much. And so I dropped. The funny thing is Kira also joined a sorority in Montana because she went back to school in Bozeman and uh, she was in a O pie. So I was an AD pie. She was an AO pie. And we were like, and she dropped after a semester too. <laughs> we were not cut out for Greek life. This is like one of those things like past lives of Max Smith. It's like, did anybody think I was in a sorority? I, I don't think so. So I totally forgot where we were on this. But basically, so yeah, Kira lives in Bozeman. We have not spent my birthday together since my 18th birthday. Um, Max has this holiday party in Bozeman and then also a whole new character of mine who lives in Bozeman. Lots of y'all are familiar with Val. 
I met Val on the Colorado Trail and instantly we became best friends. I it's it, same exact feeling, same feeling as with Kira. I instantly met Val and I was like, yeah, this girl is sick. First of all, she's freaking awesome. And uh, I think she's supposed to be in my life and she she's not getting rid of me. That's for sure. <laughs> We met on day like seven or eight on trail and then we, yeah, ended up staying together the rest of the trail. And like to this day, I'm like Val, like I speak so highly of Val because I think Val's amazing, but Val is also from Bozeman. And right now, uh, so she starts her like big corporate America job in February. And so she's been traveling for like the last seven months or so and uh yeah, she's going to be in Bozeman for the holidays and she's going to be in Bozeman for my birthday. So I get to hang out with my two best friends. I get to hang out with my lovely new boyfriend. I get to put on a really pretty dress and go to a cute little holiday party. Literally, there are so many ways. Oh, also we're going snowboarding in Big Sky on Thursday and Saturday. So literally, there are so many ways in which this birthday just goes above and beyond my past birthdays. All right. So... I do want to go into kind of like reflections on the year. It's hard having a birthday in December because I think I'd actually love to have a birthday in like June. Like it'd be nice to have a a good mid-year check-in point, I think, on like yearly goals. Next year, I definitely want to be a lot more intentional about like checking in with my yearly goals because I tend to have like I have really big goals right so last year or like this past year my biggest goal of all I would say was running a 100 miler like running heavily in 100 and that goal literally never left the forefront of my mind like every single day it was like how am I going to prepare for this 100 what can I do today to be better to prepare for the 100 but there's also a lot of smaller things that just kind of slip through the cracks sometimes like oh yeah I forgot I said I really wanted to do this this year and uh, I'm not very detail-oriented. My brain loves big, scary goals. It doesn't like to do the little things. So I, yeah, I want to talk about, I guess it's really more of like a 2022 recap and 2023 goals, you know, like it ties in with the birthday thing really nicely is what I'm going to say. So just from a broader stroke, Uh, I'll talk about some of my personal goals I had for this year of 23 being 22. Oh, Jesus. Year of 23, 2022 goals. Well, honestly, first and foremost... 100, duh. But also, I really wanted to quit my job. I wanted to quit my job. I told myself last year in 2021 that my goal was to figure out how I could quit my job by April of 2022. I ended up actually quitting my job in July of 2022, which like kind of unexpected. Like I set the goal of April 2022, but had no idea like if that was even like a feasible time frame to do that ultimately ended up quitting my job in July 2022 when I felt like I, one, had saved enough money to just kind of live off savings for a while as well as um, live off like content money like brand deals and whatnot, which is what's currently paying my bills at the moment, brand deals and just content creator fund stuff. And I've talked so much about quitting my job. Like I think I had an episode purely about quitting my job when I actually quit but I don't even think I got into you know the 
the finer strokes of what I really wanted to say on it. Um, I will say that me quitting my job is me overcoming a lot of fear and limiting beliefs around money. I became an engineer, one, because I love science, but also like my dad kind of drilled it in like, you know, if you want to get a real degree, it has to be an engineering degree. Like you're smart, kid, like you better do it, (laughs) which was fine because I love engineering. I loved engineering and honestly, I'm applying for grad school, so I'm going back into engineering. However, I feel like my initial motivation, especially in college, like my freshman year, I switched from biomedical engineering to chemical engineering. And obviously, there's a lot of different motivations behind being a chemical engineer. Like one, I just liked chemistry, but also um, you know, chemical engineers are known for making like the most money and um uh yeah I get that's really it (laughs) and don't get me wrong I loved my chemical engineering degree I love chemical engineering I think it's such a cool field I loved learning about how things worked and my motivations for staying in chemical engineering changed with time so I feel like I initially dropped into chemical engineering because that was where my prereqs lined up and I was going to make a lot of money but then it was like no I actually just love chemical engineering like I love thermo I love like reaction or reactor design I love like it was weird but I just learned to really love the degree like the topic and ultimately it led into a career that I really enjoy like I love semiconductors I don't think I've talked about my job at all let's let's do that really quickly my (laughs) background in the workforce so I did two internships at NXP Semiconductors um this is all public info by the way you can literally find my LinkedIn profile so it's not like I'm spilling any deep secrets but I worked for NXP Semiconductors my uh summer before junior year and summer before senior year and that was where I was first exposed to the field of semiconductors which I guess like maybe in this day and age a lot more people have heard what a semiconductor is or does because of the uh, chip shortage that has caused car prices to skyrocket in the pandemic so yeah one of my jobs so the first internship was working in uh RF applications for gallium nitride like as a substrate which is super cool and not at all what I thought I was going to be getting into my second summer was spent in an automotive fab and basically just doing problem solving work, which I really, really loved. I loved being given a problem and just giving resources to track it down and figure it out. Like I would literally go home at night and um, I was living in Austin at the time. I was away from my boyfriend. I was away from everyone I knew and um, I would literally go home and I would run uh, every evening because <laughs> I, why not? If it's 100 degrees, why not go for a run? And um, so, yeah, basically between the hours of like five and seven, I'd be running. And then um, if I wasn't running, I was thinking about my projects. I would literally lay in bed at night, excited to think about my projects. I would wake up in the middle of the night with ideas about how to solve things. I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, Only problem was I did get sexually harassed. (laughs) And then uh, I ended up uh, being given a job offer for NXP in Chandler. And so this was the beginning of my senior year of college that I was offered this position. It was like September. During September, October of your senior year, you're usually at career fairs just, you know, figuring something out. And my intention at the career fairs was to find literally any other way to not live in Chandler and work for NXP. And like I accepted the job offer 
beginning, maybe middle of October. And I was just like, you know, whatever. My boyfriend at the time was doing a master's. So he was going to be spending one more year at U of A. And then I was like, yeah, like, honestly, I'm not too attached to this job. I don't really want to live in my hometown in the first place. So, you know, wherever he ends up getting a job, I'm willing to just move. And I was pushing really, really hard for Boulder, which this all comes full circle. He ended up getting an offer from an aerospace company in Boulder. So we were set to move to Boulder for the summer after our senior year because um, I told my jobs, both of them that I eventually had, I wasn't willing to start until August because I just needed a break. So spring break rolls around and pandemic hits and it's basically like two weeks before, you know, March 11th or whatever, the day the world shut down that uh, I get a call from my future manager at HRL and it's <laughs> Casey and Casey's like, I, I wish I still had the voicemail. I'm like, hey, Mac, uh, this is Casey Fisher from HRL Laboratories. Uh, we, we are uh, looking at resumes right now and we're wondering if you were still wanting a job. <laughs> call me back if you do. And I call Casey back. and I'm like, hey, like, who are you? What's up? And he's like, oh, like, this is, you know, HRL. And I'm like, I do not remember applying for this job. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this is the one in Malibu. I was in line at the career fair and this dude I was talking to is like, hey, have you heard of this, this semiconductor like research lab in Malibu and I was like what no and he shows me the website I literally just throw up a resume not thinking anything of it except my job at NXP except my fate and then you know six months later they are finally looking at resumes see mine see some like connections and then yeah yeah that's how I got my job in Malibu and I was stoked literally went sight unseen to Malibu I'd never even been to like I think I'd been to Santa Monica, but I'd never been north of Santa Monica, like never been to Calabasas, never been to Gora Hills, never been to Malibu, never been to blah, 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 you know. And so basically I was just like so willing to just take a jump, like take a leap of faith and trust that it was all going to work out. And this goes back to my relationship. Like my boyfriend at the time was super stoked, obviously, that I was moving to California and we were just like, you know, whatever. It's it's long distance, but like it's really not that big of a deal for a year or whatever, um, and he was like, maybe going to try and get a job in California. Um, that was like May, I think April, May of our senior year. We graduate. We move to Boulder. We all know how this story goes. I end up breaking up with him, moving to California, living my best life. And yeah, that leads us to here where I quit that job. <laughs> and <laughs> now I'm in North Carolina. Literally, what? <laughs> what? I, I just think it's so funny. I literally think it's so funny that my life has just taken such a, a turn of events. Like, I, sometimes I look at Max and I'm like, I cannot believe you sent me a DM like two months ago and now I'm like living in your home. Like, this makes no sense. I mean, it makes a lot of sense because you know, he, he's great. Love you, Max. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a crazy turn of events from where I thought my life was going to be literally even one year ago. If you'd, oh, dude, oh my, if you had asked me, if you had asked me on my 23rd birthday last year, where I would be one year from now, what I would be doing, if I would be dating anybody, um, I, the answer I wouldn't have an answer I literally wouldn't have an answer um I tried so I am somebody who journals a lot right so I was looking through my old journals and I found my birthday last year and I found you know me being really angry at that guy for doing the things that he did I found my 2022 goals but 
where where did we even start on this tangent? Literally, was I talking about TikTok? Okay, so ba- I think the point I'm trying to make here is that, yeah, my life is quite different from how I expected it to be when I was turning 23. Um, but I think that just kind of makes sense with the phase that I'm living in. Like, it, it's literally not supposed to make sense. Like, it's not. It's It's really... It's not supposed to make sense. And I think that's kind of the beauty of the way that I'm living right now, especially um, like I have no idea where we're going to be in a year. Uh, I'm applying to grad school um, in Colorado. Uh, I've, I haven't spoken a lot about this, but like I've been reaching out to advisors and uh, preparing application materials for some schools in Colorado because we are supposed to be moving to Colorado next year. But I think the really like beautiful thing is we, I, 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 I can't even picture where my life is going to be in one year ever. And I'm, I'm thrilled to see the trend is going to continue as a 24 year old. In addition to wanting to quit my job last year, um, I, you know, I think a goal that I can't even speak for college because I just don't think I was as personal growth oriented in college because I literally couldn't be like I just didn't have the bandwidth to worry about personal development in the face of like all the stress and anxiety I was under because of school and like just life you know I've talked about my mental headspace in college before so we all know it wasn't good I would like to offer and raise up the fact that something I have learned through my college experience and, you know, who I am now and my corporate America experience is like, oh God, like everybody has the capacity to change. And it's funny because I think if you had asked me in college if I thought things were if I could be happier, I guess. I couldn't I couldn't fathom being happier. Does that make sense? Like when I was in school, I was so burned out and tired and just like really just trying to get through the day to day. And I couldn't even imagine that there was like a bigger picture in which I was happier and more fulfilled. And it's so intensely gratifying to be in the position that I'm in now and be so happy and oh my god oh my god wait I just made a connection okay okay hear me out when I was in college I wanted to know that the future was gonna turn out a certain way oh this is good I I thought I knew I thought I knew where my life was going I thought I knew exactly what I was going to be doing I thought you know, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to work at this job for a year. I'm going to live at home for one year. I'm going to marry my boyfriend. I'm going to move with him to wherever he gets a job. We are going to have jobs. We're going to work. We're going to do this thing. Do you think, do you think I ever expected ever to be in the position that I am now where I'm like, that's my fear. My literal fear is having it planned out right now I cannot believe oh my god I can't believe I'm connecting these dots okay so for me now the the unknown actually inspires joy it actually like 
sparks something. It sparks a lot of curiosity within me. And also maybe it's like a confidence, self-esteem thing of knowing that whatever ends up actually happening, I'm going to be okay. And this is something we've talked about. Um, I think I talked about this with like the Colorado Trail, ending the Colorado Trail and learning truly on trail to trust myself and know that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay because I've got me, you know? And uh, it's a lesson I learned and it's a lesson I'm just now realizing is um, something I was greatly lacking in school. Having the ability to know that no matter what happens, it's all going to turn out all right. Dude, I'm done. Podcast is over. Thanks. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. How? Oh my God, this is so good. Okay. And I think that's also part of why... Um, you know, since I quit my job. So before I quit my job, I was so fucking stressed. I was like, oh my God, dude, like, how am I going to make money? Like, what's going to happen? Like, what if I, uh, uh, what if I'm like broke and I have no money and I can't do anything? And I'm like, literally in what world is that ever going to be my life? Because literally I'll just get a job. (laughs) I've literally accidentally received job offers in the last like two months. Like I will literally just get a job. I will pick a new course. I will um, redirect my energy and attention to something new and we're just going to move through it. And I think that, okay, more connections here. I think that's actually what makes me a good athlete, like a good ultra runner and a good, um, just like keeping my mental headspace together in sport now is something that I've learned probably through all these life. I mean, maybe concurrently through racing. This is something I've learned because I've had a lot of fairly disastrous days that literally turned out fine. Like we, we got through it, had some real shitty days out there and it all comes back, you know, everything's okay. (laughs) I will say, I will say, I thought, um, so I turned 21, my first, like within my first three or four months at HRL, I turned 21 and, you know, I thought my year of being 21 was nuts. Oh no, I turned 22. Wait. Yeah. I turned 22. Sorry, not 21. I was 21 my senior year of college. Turned 22 within four months of my first day at HRL. And um, 22 to 23 was a crazy year. Like 22 to 23, I was like, there's no way I'm going to have a year after this that is going to top this. There's no way I'm going to be able to top like moving into a van, starting to race, like uh, running elite, like starting to really like find my footing in sport and like going through all the self-development. And um, I was being super, super intentional in relationships and dating. And, um, you know, I knew I had a lot of things I needed to work through in the context of a relationship, but I also was still finding my footing single and just being alone. Like the first uh, three or four months, no, like, yeah, three months, I guess, of being 22 I was still in the six month like dating cleanse so was not dating and then it was like okay I need to learn how to date like in a healthy way and then I spent all year like learning I mean like trying I learned how not to date in a healthy way that's for sure but I didn't find myself in any committed relationships which thank god I did not and I got to the end of 22 and I was like this is nuts, dude. This is so nuts. There's no way. And then 23 came around and I, so I've been doing this thing this week of looking back at the year as a whole, um, looking at each month as well, like looking for patterns and, um, you know, looking at highlights. Like I have raced so much this year. It's actually insane. Like if I counted up 
how many days and like events that I've done, it would be a pretty ridiculous number compared to when I was in college, I would race like three times a year. And beyond just the racing and the running events, truly like the personal development of learning um, to trust that everything's going to be okay. Trusting myself, finding confidence in my abilities, but also having faith in kind of the unknown of life because we all think we can just control. We all want control. This is such this is such a thing that I find myself like repeating is this like desire of control. And for me, oh my God, this is kind of deep. Okay. So for me, I have this like deep fear of abandonment. I've been very open about this. I, as I always am, I have this deep fear of abandonment. And for me, it shows up in, um, one, like withdrawing when I'm hurt, which I mean, it's better maybe than like screaming and crying, but also it's hurtful. Like it's literally just hurtful. (laughs) Like I wouldn't want like when somebody withdraws from me, it's extremely painful. So of course, you know, vice versa when I'm withdrawing because I'm hurt. And so, you know, I, I've talked a lot about like therapy and learning how to communicate. And like, that was a fucking painful process too. And sometimes the communication is very painful. Um, but like, I've been learning that, you know, this like fear of abandonment thing, my way of dealing with it has been perfectionism. And we've talked about perfectionism perfectionism in the past on this podcast like perfectionism is it's kind of like um oh god it's like the socially acceptable way of being wounded oh my god I kind of love that quote I'm gonna say it again perfectionism is the socially accepted way of being wounded when somebody says yeah like I'm a perfectionist People don't, it's not the same as being like an alcoholic. It's not the same as being uh, addicted to drugs. It's literally, it's like, that is the one thing where people are like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, that's a totally cool coping mechanism. But perfectionism actually is just as painful because you're never able to validate yourself and your emotions. Like, you're always looking to external things, but you're also like, painfully trying to hold on to some semblance of control over your external environment. I always talk to coaching clients about perfectionism. Like it's something that comes up a lot in my coaching practice, um, which makes sense. Like, like, like attracts like my clients like generally come from this podcast. So it makes sense. But um, literally perfectionism is like, it's something I've worked so hard. Um, Like I've had to learn how to be flawed and not like I'm not learning flaws like I am flawed everyone is flawed but it's learning how to um, allow yourself to be seen as flawed but still lovable and that's been something that has been fairly triggering um, in this like adjustment period of like moving in with a new boyfriend and like being in a new relationship. It's like, I have to learn how to accept that he is going to see flaws in me and choose to love me regardless. And I have to do the same. Like I have to acknowledge his flaws and love him still. And also my own flaws and love me still. And, um, (laughs) oh my God. Okay. Wow. I was hoping to end this podcast like earlier, but clearly this isn't, that's not going to happen. <laughs> we, we, we talk about it all the time. You can still be flawed. 
or you can be flawed and still be lovable. You can be flawed and still be lovable. It's so scary. Literally, it's so scary, especially if you grew up thinking you had to be perfect to be lovable. <laughs> and as it would turn out, relationships um, can be fairly triggering when you actually have to be vulnerable, <laughs> which is perhaps why I've avoided being in a relationship for a long time because um, my therapist said I'm afraid of being seen, which shout out Shelly for the awareness. Um, she shook me real good with that line. I actually desperately do need to wrap this up because I'm not done packing for Bozeman and Max is going to be home in like 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> I guess we're going to have to talk about more 2023 goals. Um, I didn't even talk about my goals for next year yet. I really was just reflecting on my trauma and my job and my past, which is all important and valid work as well. I think that um, there's so much to be learned from the past, right? Like, uh, I always say awareness is everything. I think I am self-aware to the point of a lot of criticism of myself, which is what it is. We're not going to label good or bad. Um, however, I would choose self-awareness over ignorance every single day. Oh, okay. So yeah, next time, I guess uh, I'll be filming the pod again next week. Um, literally hold me to it. I. It's funny because even Max is like, Mac, where's the podcast? Where's the, where's the pod this week, babe? I'm like, oh my God. Okay. But I mean, I guess this has to be my job now if TikTok's going to be banned. Um, I'm accepting this. Also, uh, my friend Austin, who's like a full-time content creator, has been literally he has been bugging me to get on Facebook because apparently Facebook is like paying really well for content right now. And I'm so Facebook avoidant because I'm Gen Z. I'm like, Austin, like you don't get it because you're a millennial, but it's so cringe to be on Facebook. He's like, Mac, it doesn't matter. Like they literally gave me seven grand last month for reels. And I'm like, okay, now you're speaking a language that I can understand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, 2023 goals next week. Um, I'll also probably have Bozeman recap info for ya. Um, happy early birthday to myself. <laughs> uh, as always, if you enjoyed the pod, please. Oh my God. Also, I didn't even talk about the wrapped, the Spotify wrapped thing yet. I don't think. Um, so I got my Spotify wrapped or maybe I did talk about this a little bit last week. Ugh, I literally can never remember with these episodes. Um, oh my God. The pod was like top five most followed in the world and then like top 10% most shared globally like what my brain is literally broken thinking that and that is literally all thanks to y'all who continue to show up listen to the podcast um I literally appreciate it so much because these episodes for me are so therapeutic and um Sometimes it can be a little bit stressful coming into record because it's a lot of like deep energetic work for me as I've talked about but it's so incredible to have this record, like truly have, and it's the same with YouTube, same with all my other content. Like it's so nice to just have this record of like things that like my life, like this is literally the story of my life. And I realized this year, this is the first year of my life that I have vivid memories through the entire year the entire year. I don't know like what snapped when I turned 23, but suddenly my brain was like, yes, let's form memories again. And now I have all these vivid memories and I'm, and maybe it's partially because I've been documenting everything. And there's like, 
nothing wrong with that. And so I'm so grateful for all of y'all who continue to listen to the podcast, continue to share the podcast, review it, rate it, follow, like whatever. Like I'm literally so grateful because that was not really ever the intention here. Like the intention was to get really comfortable behind a microphone. And so I can't, I just love the process of things. It's been really lovely to see how this podcast has grown and evolved over the last uh, six months. It's been six months of the pod. Oh my God. Wow adult is this so full circle right now uh you know and to wrap it up as always if you enjoyed the pod please continue to share and you know spread the word of gremlin talk to your besties i am planning on like actually having people on this podcast next year because sometimes it can be a lot to just be alone and having self-therapy i really want to have decky on to talk about having 100 and he wants free clout so might have Daki on here at some point. <laughs> um, and also y'all left me a lot of really good questions and things you want me to answer on another podcast episode. So we will be doing that in the future. But as we always say, um, if you enjoy the podcast, send it to your hottest friend, send it to your mom, tell her I love her. Okay. I hope you have an amazing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever fucking day of the week you're listening to this. I appreciate each and every single one of you. I read all of your DMs. I like, I try to engage as much as I can. And it's like, it's so much for one person. And I'm so grateful that's the case because I feel so incredibly loved because of the pod. So I always get so weird and like sentimental at the end of this podcast. It's so weird. Like, why am I such a sentimental weirdo? Okay. Well, I love you all. I hope you have an amazing holiday season and we will be talking next week about 2023 goals.